0: Oh dear God, Zoom, be nice (laughs) to me. Be nice to me. Because Skype can be horrible sometimes. (laughs) Oh dear God, let me take Okay. All right, it says it's recording. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to Black Lions Airspace. I'm your host, Zachary Shiloh. You can email me at zacshi130 at gmail.com. I'm also known as BlackLion130 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also listen to this show by multiple means of going to Speaker, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Pods, Anchor and so many others, and you can actually go to it by way of my link tree. Thank you very much. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube page. Well, my dear guest today, she's actually inspired me to actually use this brand new set of technology that I have not used before (laughs) for recordings, but I'm used to it in the sense that I have been on before by way of this... uh, Group that I'm a part of called Dream Builders Support. So whenever I actually have that group, I am on Tuesdays with a group of people, and we've been doing that now. I've seen roughly two months, maybe two months. Don't quote on quote me on that completely, ladies and gentlemen. But either which way, I'm actually using this thing thanks to my new guest. She is wonderful. She is. Very active on Twitter. She's a writer. <laughs> She's a podcaster at home, right? Well, we will actually be delving into those topics. Also, a certain pro wrestling show that happened today, which I did not see, ladies and gentlemen, but I have read the results. And let's just say Zachary Shiloh is going to go 5150 50 in, a, in <laughs> a few minutes when we get around to it because certain things – are not sleeping too well in my mind, but I get it from a fresh standpoint. And talking to my dear guest has helped calm me down a smidge. So <laughs> that will actually take place when we get it around to it. Welcome to Roaming Around, uh, Jas Orlan. How are you doing, my dear?
1: Hey, Zach, what's up? Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> well, we've known each other now, I think, roughly two years. I think I've met you by way of uh, Jen from the Dragon's Den. That's right. And we've been talking on and off about uh, just writing and the pro wrestling bit and your weight loss. I remember you were a little bit more uh, bigger when we first started talking to you. I was. <laughs> and I'm so proud of your weight loss and we'll talk about that when Thanks. we get to it. All right. So that's enough with the background all right so we actually are bonding now more so by way of pro wrestling I think that's the number one thing that people are gonna want to hear about so how did you actually get into it
1: I was practically raised on it Um, for me my earliest memories were um, watching with my parents mainly my dad and i remember being like a toddler and just pestering him every time we watched with questions <laughs> like hey who who's the good guy what's the bad guy doing what's he's going <laughs> what, what what what's going on here and it was like that every time we watched and it's something that from the storytelling because i love storytelling and anything creative it just stuck with me um The rest of my family kind of got out of it as um, I got older. But I still to this day am a massive fan. I even married a fan.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, you have. And he's a sweetheart. I actually, I did know him for a while, but we haven't talked in a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my Jeff's the best.
0: Aww. I love when married guests come on my show. It makes me <laughs> It actually gets me into what I have been calling the flow state even more. And people are saying that me being around married folks is actually bringing more of me, meaning uh, love and happiness and everything else. And I tend to agree. So uh, <laughs> thanks for agreeing to come on as a married person. I appreciate
1: it. Anytime.
0: <laughs> all right, and continuing on with the wrestling bit, you can continue with it.
1: Um, Let's see. I watched it all through high school, and then when I was, then when, as I entered adulthood, I started trying my hand at um, editorial writing, and it was okay at first, and um, I kept practicing, and One day I saw um, a thing on WrestleZone.com that said, write for us. So I submitted my write-up, a sample write-up that I wrote on the Golden Lovers reunion. Because Uh as we all know, I am a massive Golden Lovers uh, stan. I've Mm -hmm. been with them for quite a while now. And when I sent that in, I was asked to join the Russell's on team and write as part of the uh, New Japan Pearl Wednesday segment with Ross Berman. And I I got to work with him and that's been a lot of fun. I've been with them for about two years now. We've been on hiatus because of the whole COVID-19 situation mm-hmm. and how that affected uh, New Japan's coverage. Um, and while I've been on hiatus with them, I. Uh, joined the uh, team at Russell's, uh, Russell Joy working with uh, Andy Nemity and Amy Nemity they've, they've been really great to me from the beginning
0: oh man and I'm still trying to get those two on here eventually <laughs> they're crazy Amy. busy especially Amy I, I actually made that known to uh, her podcasting partner that's not her husband <laughs> when she was on, I said to Jen, I'm trying to get Amy on here. I'm trying to get uh, Andy on here eventually, because I know that they're busy with Russell Joy. I oh, yeah. see the post every single day. So <laughs> it's not shocking to me that they are very, very busy. But there's going to be a way that I'm going to get them on. Here. And it's not just by way of uh, asking. So I remember a certain nemody male nemody to be exact was saying oh if you buy a shirt i'll actually buy you whatever you want meaning a drink if i see you at a wrestling show well i actually did say i wanted water but if i buy a certain piece of merchandise i want them on here i want them (laughs) i will support russell joy because the likes of you are on there. Uh, those two. I believe the Queen of N E is a contributor. Uh, who else?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Queenie's with us too.
0: Uh, who else is there? I think JPQ is there.
1: JPQ I think so. And Jonathan Snowden from the Witcher Report. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. John Snowden. That that's another one. That, that's another one. All right. Am I coming in clear for you? Yes. Yeah. Oh good, good, good. Am I coming in clear with the with the video recording? Yes. Yeah. Oh good, good, good. Because Skype can be sometimes a monster. And <laughs> I've actually done these roaming arounds now by a cam and there will be points where I will freeze and then I have to stop the recordings so I can actually go back to him. So thank you for the idea, if, this is, if it's coming clear. Thank God, thank God. And I appreciate your idea. <laughs> so going forward, roaming around, if I'm going to do it via cam, I need people to actually be on Zoom. It's so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. All right. So we, in particular, we bonded over New Japan. And today, They had a show called Dominion.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, I did not watch, ladies and gentlemen, at all. If you're asking for Zachary Shiloh's opinion on the show, I did not watch one second of it because I already knew who was actually in the main event. And if you've been a fan of this show, you know I cannot stand evil at all. I don't like him by way of character. I respect, uh, I'm trying to remember his real name. Oh, Watanabe-san <laughs> by way of who he is in general, but I don't like the character. I love him as a wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. I love Watanabe as a wrestler, but the evil character, I cannot give two drops of poop about him. No. No, I see him as wannabe Undertaker. But let's get into it with, about that situation. All right, so I'm hearing rumors, or not rumors, it's confirmed fact now, ladies and gentlemen, that Evil is not only the IWGP Intercontinental champion and heavyweight champion, but he's exactly... <laughs> a member of Bullet Club of all things to come. <laughs> okay, so I'm reading this yesterday that yeah. he wins the New Japan Cup. Okay. We were actually talking about this on off air, me and uh, Jess. I think I actually talked about this with uh, Jen from Lionston and we were all in somewhat of an idea that Evil probably would get to that point. All right, so he beats Okada. I got no problem with that because I'm thinking Evil's going to lose. He's going to lose. Naito's not going to get chipped out of his title run. No way. Not after all these years, supposedly, of planning. If you could watch me on YouTube. Planning. They're not going to do him dirty after all these years. No way. No way. No way. And then (laughs) not only does Naito come out yesterday and gets dropped on his head, Evil joins Bullet Club. Then 24 hours later, poor Naito, (laughs) poor Tetsuya Naito, he loses the heavyweight championship for the second time at the same event. Oh no. Oh no. And when I'm reading this at my second father's house, I, I literally did. If you're watching me on YouTube, this is exactly my reaction. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Not only did Evil join the Bullet Club and kick Night on the square lowers, but <laughs> he wins the belt. He wants the belts. And I'm saying, oh, no, 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 no. They better come up with a good reason why NIDO lost them championships. And my dear friend here, she's come up with some good reasons. And I can agree. I can agree. So
1: you want to discuss that? Sure. Um, from a backstage standpoint, could have actually been something that Naito wanted to do as a way to help build evil. Mm-hmm. They have a connection that goes way back to when they were all training under Animal Hamaguchi. I think that... wait I can't remember if, if evil was trained by Hamaguchi, but um, Naito's had a, a hand in building evil from pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they... They have over its history so I think from a vaccination standpoint it might have been something that Nino wanted to do for him uh, from a kayfabe standpoint and storytelling wise it could be an opportunity to set up something really big whether it be a war between LIJ and Bullet Club that could see evil stay with Bullet Club for a hot minute but then change change back and go back to um, his roots with L.I.J. Mm. Uh, and that's some really good opportunity for them to do stuff with him. and a lot of being pitted against each other, oh man! And, and and their previous matches against each other have been very good. So there's there's a lot of potential there. It's just a wait and see kind of deal, and. Um, I think we're going to get some really good and really big payoffs in the end.
0: Oh, man. And I've been saying for years, kids, if you actually know me and my love for New Japan, I love Sonata. I have been a fan of his since his TNA days. I I remember him from back
1: then. Oh, my God.
0: I fell in love with his character. I loved his overall presence as a wrestler. I will completely Completely urinate on impact for misuse of wrestlers and he's in my top five if i could actually list off my top five i would say the likes of him the controversial uh low-key uh samoa oh, yeah. joe uh and christopher daniels those are my top three of to the five wrestlers
1: that i think That could have been a factor also in why New Japan's relationship with TNA ended. Because remember, they had Tanahashi and Okada as well during their excursions. And they completely missed the mark with both of them. And I'm wondering if it might have been because TNA just didn't get them
0: for whatever reason. Yep, and that's another reason why I cannot stand being an impact fan at all. I actually remember, and I believe I was starting to date my first fiance, that Tanahashi showed up like circa 2006, and then Okada showed up four years later. And these two, they were actually good for what they were worth, but they were given ridiculous gimmicks. And I said, no, no, especially with uh, Tanahashi. I felt that he should have not lost against AJ Styles at Final Resolution that year. No, because I believe, if my memory serves me right, uh, Tanahashi was the IWGP Heavyweight Champion.
1: I think he he was. was. I think he might have just unseated Giant Bernard at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember the belt was vacant for a smidge, and then they so, did a brief tournament that wasn't the G one, and mm-hmm. Tanahashi fought Giant Bernard in the finals and won. So
1: that match yeah. was a barn burner and a half. <laughs> mm,
0: that was crazy. But either which way, I I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. Screw TNA for that. Seriously. And they had Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, too, for a smidge. I remember that. And Nidal. Oh, oh no. Him and uh, Ujuro, they were no limit at that point in time when uh, Nidal was in TNA. I think he...
1: Yeah, I think he might have done a couple of appearances there, if I'm not mistaken.
0: They were a part of this faction called uh, World Elite. That was uh, led by Eric Young, if my memory serves.
1: Now, this would have been post-Team Canada?
0: Yeah, that's post-Team Canada. Okay.
1: Because
0: I remember, uh, I think this was circa 2009-ish. Yeah, it was 2009. It was 2009 because Homicide was a part of that group. That's, yep. that's how I actually remember that group. Homicide was in it for a while and this is like post LAX that, that broke my heart that broke my heart so bad I said come on Tina you could have let LAX stay together as a tag team and fold the world title in the X Division Championships respectively and then eventually let them feud as their own thing not because he had to go and be a part of World Elite but I digress. I digress. Back to New Japan. Uh, <clears throat> my thoughts on that is, I can respect it to some degrees. After Jass actually told me what she thought, and then I said, "Okay, that makes sense." The Sonata bit, I've been saying for years that I love him as a singles wrestler. I did. I never wanted him with evil as a tag team ever, ever, ever. I just wanted Sonata to be Intercontinental, uh, Naito as the heavyweight. I think Hiromu, I actually did one as a junior champion. Uh, Bushi, Bushi and somebody else could have been like junior tag champs together. If evil had to be something, I would say never, never open. <laughs>
1: He would have been a rock solid uh, choice to be a staple of that division, but I think oh. they saw him more as like a, a main event guy, Like I think that's really where they want him to be.
0: Mm-hmm. I can agree. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching or listening to this, I do not like the evil character. I do respect Watanabe as a wrestler completely because he did win me over with his moveset. What I don't like about the evil character, if nobody's actually heard my voice before or actually has not listened to me early on, I don't like his character because it felt too Undertaker-ish to me. I never liked that aspect of his character, but him being a brawler, take my money, please. Take my money, please. (laughs) Because he is up there with the likes of a Minoru Suzuki and an Ineshi, Ishii. And that's somebody that we bonded over. We love some. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: Ishii son is an amazing, he's a great brawler. He's one of the best out there, but, but he's also a very strong power wrestler. And that's one of Evil's strong suits too. Mm-hmm. He, and I think part of why he made the fit that he made for L.I.J. was because he was the group, the group's power base. Sonata was the mat technician.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you, actually, the group has two power bases if you, if you include Shingle. Um, once he was brought in, you have two solid um, anchors as far as power wrestling. You have Sonato, who's your mat technician. You have Bushi and Hiromu, who are your flyers. And you have Naito, who is your all-around, who can do pretty much anything that's put in front of him.
0: That's what I loved about Naito. He did everything. I think he was a never champion going into Wrestle Kingdom 8, it was. I believe so. I said, oh, wow. They actually gave him more props than uh, TNA did and i loved it i loved it and i've been a night fan since i think his tna days and then i discovered he was in new japan like full time i think with uh wrestle kingdom yeah i came in around eight as an actual fan of the new japan product i actually discovered it by way of a friend of mine who actually runs this uh, podcast, I believe, called uh, Yakuza Kick Radio. And he actually showed a clip from that show of uh, one now, oh God, I cannot say this person's name by way of what is actually from WWE. I always say it's a slave name. I can't say his name. But I will say it. Okay, brief. Finn Balor, ladies and gentlemen. Finn Balor.
1: Oh, Prince Devitt back then, yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Prince Devitt. I hate saying slave names. I truly do. But I actually have said it timed again on this show. That Finn Balor, his name is Prince Devitt the me. damn it. (laughs) His name is Devitt the me. damn it. It It's not uh, Finn Balor because it sounds uh, too washy washy Prince Devitt ladies and gentlemen
1: and it's interesting that you bring that up because if you see what he's doing now that he's back in NXT he's bringing more of the old Prince Devitt that we saw in New Japan um, yeah. to NXT
0: oh my god oh my god so if, if WWE lets Devitt be himself Outside of NXT, they can consider my viewership. They can consider my viewership. (laughs) But until that day, nope, you did him dirty by letting him win that universal belt, never letting him regain it. So no, no, ladies and gentlemen, you shall not see me watch NXT or actually review it until WWE gets their stuff together regarding the likes of him. Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the goes on and on. So if you want a, a full-blown list, DM me, and I'll gladly <laughs> give you a list. Gladly. Gladly. Until then, no. New Japan, if the, anybody gets my money, New Japan. GCW.
1: Well, I've been hearing about them.
0: Oh, yes. GCW, that's Starting to come back on, on, onto my radar. I'm hearing good stuff Great. about it. I haven't watched in months. I have not watched in months. But I'm getting back into that eventually. Especially if, no, 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 no. Not if. When this uh, COVID-19 situation goes bye-bye and they actually do blood sport again, you better believe I'm actually going to watch that, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Oh, I forgot about that. That's, that's every year at Mania Weekend
0: um and if this thing with the covid is a little bit more hush hush supposedly blood sport is happening in january oh supposedly in january okay i'm gonna have to bother uh danny damanto and uh brett moradale if i can bother (laughs) them in private because i would love to watch that and i heard The card, my friend Andy from uh, We Are Rising, he was actually trying to get me to come back on this show to review it. So I was actually looking it up one day and I said, oh, come on, come on. It almost made me want to cry, the entire card. And one of their main events, I believe, was going to be two guys that are almost basically undefeated there. In Chris Dickinson of Team Pazuzu, Ooh. and Murder Dad himself, Minoru Suzuki.
1: SUZUKI <laughs> san
0: so I, I was just saying to myself and my friend Andy, that's like my fandom exploded right there. Because <laughs> I love Murder Dad more than any other Japanese wrestler on the planet. You can call me crazy, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll look you dead in the eye right now. I'm taking my glasses off. I (laughs) am crazy about Minoru Suzuki more than a straight man should. Let's let's go there. (laughs) Let's go there. I do love Minoru Suzuki. He's my number one Japanese wrestler of all time outside of the likes of Kenta and... God rest his soul. Uh, Mitsuharu Masawa.
1: Masala,
0: I I miss him too. And if anybody has heard the story of uh, my chance to almost watch Allison, it's very, very sad what happened to me. But I actually have touched upon this in a past roaming around with my first fiance. We had the opportunity. And Sadly, I can actually get into it again. It's brief. All right. So circa 2007, Masala Sun is still wrestling. Ring of Honor was coming out here in November. And I had the chance to go. But my employer at the time said no. So I'm hearing that things weren't going good. And practically two years later, Masawa passed away. Yes. So I never had a chance to see him at all. And that's part of one of my regrets as a wrestling fan that I never got to see who I considered number one in Japanese wrestling alive. But I think they did And tribute to him in Ring of Honor and I heard about it and my second my first fiance confirmed it because she was there for Daniel Bryan or excuse me Bryan Danielson's final (laughs) match in Ring of Honor she was there so that's very very swallow pill for me to deal with and I am forgiving of my employer because they did need me. I'm not going to lie. But from a standpoint, I'm like, <laughs> no. no, no, no. That should have been my moment to have seen Masala live because I had a funny feeling I would probably not get the chance. And lo and behold, I wouldn't get to see Kenta live either. And I was such a fan of them, both. But back to the story at hand with this evil situation. Let me wrap it up. I respect it. It's a story being told. So where will this go? We don't know, we don't know. And there's a chance he could be a transitional champion like poor Night is. Will he go far? We're gonna have to tune in to see. For me, I'm gonna have to keep my eyes out by way of reading because I did unsubscribe from New Japan World for a certain move out that I'm looking at. To my left, will I return to New Japan World? You better believe when I actually do have the time and the funds to do so. Because New Japan, they can take my money. They can take my money. They have. Done right for the most part on my end, and they do not insult my intelligence with storytelling like a certain Connecticut promotion does. Hint, hint, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) hint, hint, and God bless anybody that watches that promotion. I've said it time again, especially to uh my dear friend over here god bless her for putting up with it we were oh let's get into that let's get into that before we actually before we actually get into uh the tag team title situation from new japan okay we actually had a little bit of technical difficulties on friday we tried this thing out Oh my God, it was practically an hour and a half of hell trying to fix it. <laughs> and we're sw- I'm switching from mobile phone to desktop and they're back all over again for over a half, hour and a half. And she's trying her best to fix it too. And lo and behold, I actually had to get a friend of mine from my uh, Dream Builders group to help me. So. I actually tested out my gear, like, got to be nearly 50 times. And every single time it says that my cam is working, not only my cam is working, my microphone is good, and I can hear properly. But for some odd reason, poor Jess over here actually could not actually connect at all. I said, can you hear me? I'm literally mouthing off, can you hear me? And she's watching (laughs) And she's actually saying, nah, 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 nah. And my friend pulled me aside and she said, maybe, maybe, it's your friend that actually has the problem, not you. And And it was. (laughs) I said, what, excuse me? How am I working with you, but I'm not working with her? And then lo and behold, it was a technical difficulty on her and Then i said poor jazz, poor jazz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i had the to, it took me a second to figure out that i had it took me all that time to figure out that i had to actually call hit call over the internet when i joined audio oh. and i didn't i didn't i didn't know that because i this is really my first time using zoom in this way mm-hmm. i'd only used it once before for a webinar that i was watching
0: Oh man! But it was cute. It was funny. I I had a good time overall, and we did not talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Cesaro challenging for the cha- uh Championship. Yes. Did they
1: win? I believe so. What? I'm gonna have to, I might. I think I might have missed it. Well, let,
0: let me look that up right now. WWE, did you do Shinsuke Nakamura dirty or did you actually let him and Cesaro win? And ladies and gentlemen, Zachary Shallow is actually having a little bit of a WWE moment. Okay. (laughs) New Day, oh! CBS has reported, ladies and gentlemen, that the New Day supposedly got brutalized. Brutalized by Nakamura and Cesaro and Zachary Shallow is right now going crazy in his mind because <laughs> two guys that he loves to death actually beat down the uh, crazy pancake eaters club. So let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, no contest, kids. No contest. If you actually don't follow WWE, no contest. Okay, so suppose...
1: Oh, then it could happen at SummerSlam. I didn't think about that.
0: Oh, this was SummerSlam?
1: This could come at SummerSlam. Oh, could come at SummerSlam.
0: Okay, wait a minute. Extreme Rules is the next show. supposedly. Wait a minute. Uh, okay, let me read the last sentence. Extreme Rules. Okay. Okay. It was a setup for Extreme Rules. Nice. Okay. So when is that going to be? Kids, let's find out. <laughs> uh, WWE, please do them right. You're not going to give Nakamura the world title, but you're going to give him the SmackDown ta- tag team title and bring them closer to a grand, I mean, not grand slam win. Yeah, a grand slam win, you're going to make them WWE champion eventually. That would be nice, because both guys have busted their behinds for you, times again, and they deserve it. Okay. Matter of fact, oh, wow. Okay. As we actually have agreed upon, it, we're recording today on... July twelfth. This thing called WWE Extreme Rules, ladies and gentlemen, supposedly is next Sunday. Next Sunday. Okay, so maybe they'll have a rematch right there and then. Okay, that makes a whole. That's
1: crazy. gonna be interesting to see.
0: Oh, that, that is crazy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And now I'm checking to see if there's any confirmed matches. What? Excuse me? Okay, I'm reading this thing and I'm going crazy. Excuse me. Dolph Ziggler, of all people, is getting a world title shot right now?
1: Yep. He's going up against.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. Okay. He's going up against my Scotsman. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, your crushes soon. (laughs) We talked about it off cam, kids. We're going to get into it uh, (laughs) on here. We definitely are. Okay, let me read the rest of this card. Oh, okay. So, Asuka is facing Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Tessa Blanchard, Jr., is facing Nikki Cross nice oh wow okay Ooh, what really Nikki Cross is getting a shot at the Smackdown Women's Championship my girl oh. WWE you're getting Zachary Shiloh the clap for you right now congratulations. congratulations
1: we might be seeing some course correction here so we'll see
0: oh my how, God. how
1: everything pays off in the end
0: Oh god, WWE, I shit on you constantly. <laughs> Congratulations. You know how to try to will and deal Zachary Shiloh to get to watch your show, but sometimes no 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 no, no. That, ain't that ain't happening. Okay, uh uh Wyatt street fight. Whoa, baby, okay, swamp fight, so that means Cinematic Universe, kids. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, so, we got, that's so we got Bray Wyatt, I'm supposedly to believe, as the Fiend versus Brian Strowman. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was going to be brutal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> WWE, WWE, you're supposed to be a kid's product. Supposedly. For the next match, I'm if I'm reading this correctly, you're not a kid's product even more. I don't care what anybody says. For the next match, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and
1: I. I, I. an I. I'm wondering how they're going to make this work.
0: Exactly. So WWE, you got no rights now after this match. definitely call yourself a kid's product. I don't care what you do. You can actually give all the money you want to make a wish or uh, any other charity you want. But your product, from this point forward, I've said it for years, and now this is concrete proof. You're not a kid's product. (laughs) As kids. Zachary Shiloh has said it. You can Tell them I said that. You can tell them. <laughs> and you can tag me on Twitter too. I will actually re- repeat myself time and time again. They are not a kids product for stuff like this. All right. Oh Apollo Cruz, I'm still shocked about him. Well, honey, He's the United States champion. WWE. WWE. You. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't know how to strike when somebody's white hot sometimes. Smurjo, <clears throat> Nakamura, <clears throat> to name a few. Oh, Debit, Prince Debit, definitely. Hint, 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 even more. Oh, man, okay. But sometimes, I'll give WWE credit. I'll give them credit. This card, <laughs> would be something I probably would sit through, but It
1: looks solid, mm
0: -hmm. for sure. But this is where WWE gets kicked in the rear, kids, because they want to clown us on air. They want to say that we're a kid's product, They do this, that, and the third. No, you're not in the same lane as, okay, something that's a kid's product. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. A Spongebob Squarepants or Power Rangers or Powerpuff Girls. You're not in the same lane as them. that no. You at best are TV-14 to TV-mature audiences only in this card. Well, especially with that eye for an eye. Mature audiences only. I don't even.
1: I have no clue how they're gonna make that one work, but I that guess
0: the first way. blood. <laughs> make that first blood. Not no,
1: that, that actually makes more sense. <laughs> oh my god! Because if
0: I'm understanding this correctly, somebody's gonna have to lose an eye. <laughs> somebody's gonna have to lose an eye. So I'm taking off my glasses again, looking at this, and I'm shaking my head. If you're not actually watching me on YouTube, and you're just hearing this, I'm just shaking my head. like, What matches this? (laughs) For all we can tell, these two probably could have even worked inside of a cell.
1: Oh, that would have been great.
0: (laughs) That would have been really good. Oh, but WWE, they're not known for common sense. They just want to put weird things together. ay ay, 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 ay. But anyways, we digress. We digress. Let's get back to the goodness of the world. New Japan, kids. Let's get back to that uh, Dominion show. So before Evil won the title today, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi won the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. I respect that move to some degrees or another but anybody who knows me knows I love Minoru Suzuki to death and I feel that this should have been him in Sabre hmm. I've said th- yes
1: I think he actually was pulled from the show as a precaution because he was sick Aww. So he it was, was running um they've had the pairing of Zach Virginia and Tai Chi for Yeah, a like good about minute a year now. or two now. Yeah. And they feel pretty solid. And I've seen Tai Chi really stepping up
0: mm-hmm.
1: in his I'm, efforts in their matches.
0: I'm not completely uh on uh I, uh Tai Chi. Oh my god. I'm getting him confused with Ishii. Oh man, that's <laughs> what happens when you got too many wrestlers with I as part of their name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ibushi, Bushi, Ishii, Tai Chi, God, so much. <laughs> can't keep up with them. But anyways, this thing with Saber finally winning the tag team championships. I respect it. But this should have happened years ago. Years ago. Him and Suzuki should have been the tag team champions years ago. And then God bless my pro who I love to death. They actually got the story right. On the first try, they got it right. And those tag team title matches were stellar. And I felt that New Japan should have given them the run. But every single World Tag League from 2017 onward, they didn't put them together. They always have Murder Dad with uh, Izuka, who is a good wrestler. I will say that. Izuka was a pretty good wrestler. But I felt that Saber and Murder Dad, they just meshed so well together. Both of them are tenacious in the ring, submission masters. They got that MMA style background to them each. They could do their own thing as a singles wrestler. They were over with the crowd. I said, put them together, New Japan. Put them together. <laughs> but no, 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 no. And when they finally did, this is my reaction. Why did you have them lose? Why, 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 why? I get you like Wilson Ganoblos. And for anybody that's on a rock and cannot, Understand that name, I've said it time again, and I can translate for you,
1: unless hey, hey. they have fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> They are the ungovernables of Japan, ladies and gentlemen. they okay. are ungovernable, so if you have a hard time saying the Spanish, they're ungovernable. Let's leave it at that so Ooh. yeah. Congrats to Zack Sabre and Tai Chi, though they are a good team. I will give them, that much I give them
1: that much credit. they're they're so bratty from a character standpoint, but they're they're fun to watch.
0: Oh yes, they are. I've seen some of their stuff. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it, it does fit them to the T. Oh
1: boy, and with each of them calling, um, especially Ibushi out. Oh my God.
0: Oh, all right. We can get away from Dominion now, kids, and I promised you something that's going to be fun here. <laughs> We're going to get into her love of certain wrestlers, so let's get,
1: uh-huh.
0: it, let's get uh, it, uh, it on. Let's get it on. <laughs> it makes me very happy, and this is one thing that we bonded over, her love of certain wrestlers, and she's blushing right now with that's always been her deal since we met, since we always talked. She's loved the likes of uh, the Golden Lovers. That's how we... My voice oh, like,
1: I have the microwaves on my desk right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. I knew you probably would have something like that as part of your office.
1: Yeah, and then, then I have...
0: Show in the back of my head.
1: And then I have Golden Ace above my desk, both are autographs.
0: Oh boy, oh boy. Golden hair group. That's what I call them. Golden hair. Yep. Lovely hair. Jeez, that still boggles my mind. <laughs> New Japan actually teamed up the guys with the biggest hair dudes in all pro wrestling together. Oh man, oh man, oh man.
1: I miss it, but a little longer. I miss that shaggy little mop. <laughs> But he, he still looks fabulous now. I mean, the guy's thirty eight and can still probably pass for twenty five. Oh
0: yes, he can. I didn't even know how old he was.
1: Yeah, and Tanahashi is turning forty four in November.
0: Oh yes, he is.
1: And, I know and he's Tanahashi. Really
0: that. He like in his forties already. I already yeah. knew that. But he was great for his age. One Fantastic. thing about the Japanese culture but before we actually continue uh, making Jazz laugh about her for <laughs> her crushes. One thing I loved about the Japanese culture is that these wrestlers they can be up in their 50s and they look absolutely almost like they did when they were starting out. Absolutely. Oh like, Suzuki himself is a great example of somebody that looks absolutely great. I swear, when I actually first started out as a fan, I didn't know his age at all. And I actually did find out his age. And this is before Zachary Shadow had glasses, kids. I actually <laughs> would have took out my glasses but I actually had my glasses at that point in time and actually said, excuse me, he's only 40 plus years old. He does not look like it. He looks like he could be a man of twenty-five.
1: If you see pictures of him from back in like nineteen eighty-eight when he was first starting, he looked super handsome back then. He was oh my god. I've seen pictures of him back.
0: in the beginning. And he's more jacked now than he was back he then. He was back then. Oh my god. And I will defend Minoru Suzuki to the death. He is, in my opinion, way better conditioned than Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Way better conditioned. When Undertaker lost that streak, that should have been the end of him, because his body has been so worn and torn. And here's the thing about Suzuki. He brawls almost like in that Undertaker style of way. But yet, somehow, some way, Murder Dad, his body is not wrecked like Undertaker. That still blows my mind. And they're practically in the same age group almost. Yeah, Taker's about 55. What? They're both practically in the same age group. Should be hanging it up. But yet, Murder Dad, he can hold his own against the Zack Sabres, the Okadas, uh, who else? The Nairos. Oh yeah. Anybody. Anybody. But yet Undertaker, I almost cringe every single time I saw him wrestle. Yeah. I
1: think happened. it. I think it boils down to the way the training process happens
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the Japanese culture, in the Japanese wrestling culture. Mm-hmm. It's distinctly. Diff- it's very different from how wrestlers are trained in the American scene. Oh. And and in Japan, they're they're brought up very differently, and the emphasis on entering safety and really taking care of yourself is is harped on a lot.
0: I already got the deja mas, Japan. I thank you very very much for caring about your wrestling more than we give a damn about our own out here in America. God bless you. And And that's why you get my money, you had my money for years. God bless you. Please keep up the good work. Please, please.
1: please. And and I think most people probably notice that there's a difference between how wrestling itself is treated here in the States and how it's treated in Japan. There's still Mm -hmm. a segment of the population here that, for lack of a better term, wants to treat it like a bastardized art form. Or mm-hmm. or a or something to or it's like a joke whereas in Japan, professional wrestling is treated like a martial art unto itself. And most of these, most of the big promotions over there, like New Japan, like Noah, like All Japan, they have there's a system that they follow with their dojos and bringing up their rookies. And when wrestlers are are being trained over there before anything else, the biggest thing that they learn is in ring safety. And they are taught also to really take care of themselves in between shows. And they don't have the schedule, like the kind of schedule that WWE would have. WWE is on the road, an average of 300 plus days out of the year. If you're full-time with New Japan and only working with them, if I'm not mistaken, you're working roughly about half that.
0: You're mm-hmm. working
1: definitely less than that.
0: Yeah. Uh, My memory serves me right. They do take breaks, like legit breaks. Like around G1 season, they truly right. are masters post, of that.
1: Post G, um, Right after the G1 finals, there's a, a break. where They're off for a couple of weeks. I think, or off until Power Struggle, which starts only September?
0: Yeah. And then usually they do have a little bit more breaks between other shows like The King and okay. Pro Wrestling. Uh, Power. Wait a minute. I think Probably. usually the Power Struggle is in November. Usually that's in November. I'm trying to remember the September show.
1: I think I'm a little bit off too. <laughs>
0: King of Pro Wrestling usually is in October. Usually is in October. Uh, but right. because of the Olympics, and if COVID did not exist, it still would have been in uh, October this year because of the Olympics. Uh, Actually,
1: I'm trying, the G1 was supposed to be in October this year
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of the Olympics. Yeah. But they might, they, Gueros had to completely reske- retool the, the schedule for the year with all the stuff going on. It's been crazy.
0: Oh, man. If they were to actually have the G1 starting next month, I'd be in awe. Because yeah, I they, know that the Olympics, they were supposed to happen, but then COVID hit. Yeah, and That's
1: now they're moved to 2021. 2021.
0: Yeah, that got canceled. But people were saying that Uh, New Japan should stick with the G1 being in October. As far as my opinion is concerned on that, I'm kind of like mixed. But I prefer it kind of to be in October in a sense because it's a change and it gives the wrestlers a little bit more leeway for break. And right. it leads into, what do you mean? Okay, November's Power Struggle. Uh, yeah, it goes into Power Struggle, which should be uh, best of the Super Juniors Tag Time,
1: oh, I Super Junior Tag League.
0: Yeah. So that would make that a little bit more bigger. Oh, man. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's going to make the rest of the year even bigger.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be a great setup for Russell Kingdom uh, 16.
0: Yeah, we would have the G1 in October, and then yeah, it
1: would it would shorten the road to Russell Kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Woo! That's, that's gonna be fun stuff. Be, that's gonna be very very good because definitely power struggle. The road to that usually is. That's the Super Juniors tag division. then December through Women. I think it is from late November until mid-December for World Tag League.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man. And then Russell Kingdom is exactly in January.
1: Yep. yep. And I'm wondering I'm wondering if they're gonna keep the same two night format that they went with last year.
0: Oh, they should. They should. Yeah, because
1: it it worked beautifully this last time around.
0: I did watch it, and I think that was the last live event that I did watch before, uh, before COVID hit. Before COVID hit, I wanted to watch uh, New Beginning because I heard about Naito winning the belts, and then, Oh. oh my God. Kenta, Kenta, (laughs) he got a shot at the belts. I said to myself, I'm a genius. I'm a genius to some degree or another because I was on everything for wrestling. And I actually did say something along the lines of, I think that Naito should face Kenta for the Intercontinental belt. But New Japan, God bless them. Sometimes I think they do listen to me. I think they truly do. They must have heard my prayer, that Kenta (laughs) actually gets a shot at the Intercontinental belt. But they gave me something even better. Him fighting for both belts. I said, oh my god. New Japan, you know how to speak to my heart.
1: God bless you.
0: God bless you. But they did not pull the trigger on Kenta, and that pissed me off. Not yet. Not yet. But when Kenta comes back, kids, if he's not a champion within the next two to three years, I'm going to be highly pissed because they had a chance to do with him on that level. They didn't do it. But I respect it because Naito, he shouldn't have lost on his first title defense. So I respected it. I respected it. Yeah.
1: Naito had really earned that one.
0: Kenta, but in a champion, and champion.
1: Oh, yeah. He'd be a great choice. And he's a solid heel.
0: Oh, man. I would geek out if uh Evil loses that Intercontinental belt and then Kenta brings it back to Bullet Club. That would
1: be interesting.
0: And I'm not huge on Bullet Club, but oh, man. New Japan. New Japan. Make that happen, Captain. Make that happen. Make that happen, Captain. You, 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 will it'll be some, will be some nice money. fashion warfare. Oh man, make it happen, Captain. You'll keep my money for another decade just from that alone. Oh man, Whew. oh, oh, oh. oh we can gush about New Japan all day, but we're gonna go <laughs> gush about uh, some Tanahashi and uh, others the right, right now. <laughs> that that thing, okay, oh man, so you actually love yourself some golden lovers that's how we bonded. Yep. you had the chance to meet them both, didn't you?
1: Yes, at Super Card of honor in uh, New Orleans and uh, two years ago now, mm-hmm. and it was a little it was a little bit rushed with Kenny because the line was so insane to get to him mm-hmm. But like he was really sweet. Oh. Um, Ibushi was an absolute doll, and I got to talk to him in Japanese, and I got—I kind of got his seal of approval on that.
0: <laughs> you gotta know teach me some of the Japanese. I know like some words, but I actually have this crazy procrastination of trying to learn that language. I love the Japanese so much. But, <laughs> uh, I need to talk to you in private when we're done here about mm. actually talking in Japanese because that is something I need to take more seriously <laughs> and having a partner like you would help get me on track but anyways uh who else did you go google gaga for uh
1: Tanahashi, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. my ace! I love him. Oh my gosh, this was an experience that my husband to this day still wants, still will not let me live down. Okay.
0: <laughs> Here we go, kids.
1: Um, we were waiting in line, and um, before us, it was just really fun to see him because he was great interacting with the fans. He was really sweet and really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to us, uh getting to the table, there were these two girls who were in front of us, and he one was, like, taking pictures for the other, and the, person, the girl who was taking the pictures was a little farther away than she needed to be to get the right shot. So Tanahashi keeps saying, closer to me, closer to me. And they got their shot, and th- those girls were, were really cool. I think we might have gotten this off to them a little bit. <laughs> and they, um, they headed out, and then we went up. And so Tanahashi sees both our teachers. I had my Kamigoya shirt, on, and I was looking like a little Ibushi style cheerleader. I have my little bow in my hair, and my right
0: bow, now, kids.
1: I'm wearing my red bow. Yeah, yeah she's, cute. <laughs> she's cute. I um, I have my my blue, my big blue bow, my hair in a little ponytail, and Jeff had his Kenny Omega eight bit shirt from. His cleaner days, and we go up to the table. Tanashi sees us and he's like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Nice T-shirts." I'm like, Thank you. And he asked me my name, and he personalized the eight by ten for me. So, and once he did that, he set the eight x ten on the table, and then we go take the picture. And after that, just my husband's right behind me, so I'm figuring he's gonna grab the eight by ten. Next thing I know, I start walking away, and then I hear, Jazz. I turn around, and Asana actually calling me back. I about died. I was so embarrassed. I'm laughing my ass off at this point. I go up to him. <laughs> He's got this look on his face like, you forgot something? But he was really sweet about it. And oh, I got the 8 from him, and to this day, Jeff still will not let me live it down, let that happen. Oh,
0: man, I remember seeing that picture for the very first time, and I said, oh, I'm so happy for her. She actually <laughs> got to be with her Dara
1: uh, golden ace right
0: there. Aww. Yeah.
1: And when we went up to Ibushi, oh, my God. I almost couldn't breathe walking up to his table because um, I've been a big fan of his since he... What got me started with him actually was when he appeared in the Cruiserweight Classic. And I was hearing a lot about him then, but I didn't have access to New Japan mm-hmm. at that time, so I didn't really get to see anything that he'd done before then. But I was definitely hearing about it. And I started seeing his Cruiserweight Classic matches, and I thought he was rock solid as a wrestler. And thank you, because he is gorgeous. Um... <laughs> But that's what's called on, Spain. Um And then when it came to the quarterfinals taping, that was about a month after I got married. And as my wedding present for Jeff, I got uh, the tickets to the quarterfinals taping. So about a month after we got married, we went to the event. And... Um, We were sitting like the second row behind the guardrail. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal seats. Next thing we know it's time for his match against Brian Kendrick. He walks out to the ring, does his normal entrance, goes up close to the ropes, hands up. And I'm sitting there looking at him and oh my god. Somebody with his look would make the perfect in eating love story. And that's that's the beginning of how I got started with the project I'm working on right now.
0: And we will talk about that shortly, kids. We will talk Ooh. about our writing bits shortly. <laughs> but anyways. Um,
1: that that journey the journey with that project started there. And with him being the initial the emphasis for that project starting, I got I was just in a state when when we met him at in uh, New Orleans, and he was so sweet, and I remember walking up to the table, so nervous, but he, I remember him looking at me like, hello, and he, he quickly sent me 8 bytes 10 we took the picture together, and when he handed it to me, I said, Boo-san, gozaimasu, uh, and he, he's like, oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, arigatou gozaimasu, he was like, that's good Japanese. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The way that you talked about meeting Bushi, Ibushi, excuse me. I remember this was, I think, last year, around maybe three months earlier. Well, I got the chance to meet Minoru Suzuki. I really did. Uh-huh. I remember it like it was yesterday. I actually did go WrestleMania weekend to almost every single show he was on. I had the chance to try to meet him at GCW Bloodsport on 4-4, but I didn't do it because I knew my fiance at the time would not let me let it down, live it down, that I met Suzuki without her presence around. So I had to stop myself. I said, I'm not letting it all down. We came together for G1 Supercard and Rev Pro. And Rev Pro had the chance to meet Suzuki. So I said, yeah, we are going after the US versus the world for uh, Russell Con. So we're waiting on a line and here comes Suzuki. And I think he was one of the most over Bottom line. It was almost like... he hit Yeah. I saw him. I said, the man is here. The king is here. And <laughs> he was actually talking to this other wrestler who goes by the hobo. And the hobo, oh, wow. ladies and gentlemen, is a wrestler from California Uh, for this promotion called uh, Hollywood Championship Wrestling or something like that. Also, he's a host of uh, WWE uh, reviews on After Buzz TV. So if you want to look it up on YouTube, just write uh, Hobo After Buzz TV, WWE or Pro Wrestling, and that should give you him. I remember <laughs> Suzuki and the Hobo talking to uh, the Ref Pro owner. And I did take a picture of it. I said, wow, the hobo knows Suzuki and the repro owner. I'm watching this and I'm just geeking out. My fiance at the time, she actually was pulling me by my arm to calm me down a smidge. But she was kind of going crazy too because she was a big Suzuki fan. So we get up there and we're just geeking out. And I told Suzuki this. (laughs) I said, Suzuki-san.
1: Dr. you a bit.
0: I said, Suzuki, you are the man and you are the uncrowned IWGP heavyweight champion. And he thanked me right there and then. Yeah, I've heard
1: great things about him.
0: Oh, man. And he thanked me right there and then. That made my whole entire weekend. I just said, I could be out of this pro wrestling yacht today and it feels like my world came full circle more ways than one that entire weekend. And it was done right. But some things about that weekend still kind of grinds my gears. And I say to this day that Suzuki should have been the one to have faced Jay White for the IWGP Championship. I think New Japan made a huge mistake not letting Suzuki face Jay White because of this thing. Suzuki and Sabre were the tag team champions of Ref pro. Right. I believe that if Suzuki won that belt, that would have helped further the relationship between Ref Pro and New Japan. Plus, not only did we have Sabre and Suzuki as the tag team champions of our pro, but Sabre was the Red pro champion at yeah, the yeah. time. Right. And by way of winning the IWGP championship for Suzuki, picture made in heaven. Right. You could have heard the big news the next day if Suzuki won, the Red pro champion standing side by side with his mentor, who's the IWGP champion. They are holding the Red Pro Tag Team Championships together. Many people would have been like, take my money, take my money, just <laughs> for them standing together with those belts because it was a big deal when Suzuki was the Intercontinental Champion for New Japan for a while, and they were both holding double gold. I'm still gushing into this day that that was huge. But New Japan, they wanted to go with Okada. And I understand why. I understand why. Because mm. the Golden One, he is their rock. He He's is the safest A- bet. He is their version of the rock. He is their version of uh, AJ Styles, if you want to use that. Uh, meaning from Impact. Uh, Shane Douglas, somewhat for ECW. ECW, was. We can talk about Okada until so the moon doesn't shine anymore because he is the rainmaker. He is the man that has led that company to heights I never seen. Like,
1: and it's crazy that he's accomplished that at such a young age. If this is somebody who left home when he was 15 years old, left Japan to go to Mexico and um, began training in Toro Yuman under uh, Negro Navarro and Ultimo Dragon, mm. and joined New Japan once he was old enough to try out for the Young Lions program. Oh,
0: man. And, and, it, and it still drives me crazy that I looked up his age, and uh, I'm slightly older than him. But we're the same age. We're the same age. I still say to myself Damn. <laughs> wow we are the same age and a dear old friend of mine from uh, japan who's a gaijin also he is the biggest okada freak there is on the planet seriously so when okada won that belt from white i know my friend that who i stopped talking to because of jay white his obsession with how Jay White was the worst champion there was. I still shake my head at that opinion, but my friend was entitled to his opinion. But I knew he was gushing over Okada, like, oh my god! Okada oh god, is the champion again. I can hear his voice right now. It's like oh my god, my beloved Okada
1: finally won the again. And now all is right with New Japan.
0: Uh in but Denver. that did
1: that did evolve into a great setup for everything that was coming the rest of the year
0: oh yeah, it did
1: it 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 paid off in droves for my guy
0: oh uh, yes it did i i let's talk about that real quick <laughs> let's talk about that real quick ibushi actually winning the g1 yes that actually happened i Was kind of mixed. I thought it was a good choice because he actually did sign with New Japan. Brief green tea, tea. oh break. (coughs) But when Ibushi won that, I thought right away, of my dear compatriot over here. I (laughs) I knew it. I knew something was gonna happen. And when he won it, the first post I saw. Was her going crazy because her beloved evil sign finally won the big one? I
1: knew yes. she was going to go crazy. I knew it. I legit cried when he won the, when he won the uh, the G1. and uh-huh. the match itself was rock solid. One of my favorite moments, um, even though I, I do enjoy Jay White and I have a lot of respect for him as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments was when there, like, there's one point where I think it was, it might have been somewhere before after Gato got involved, and Jay like hit Ibushi, you know, like, smacked him or something, and Ibushi went and just dropped him with one strike, and I, I yelled and laughed at the same time when I saw that. I was like, I cannot believe that. Oh, that's classic Ibushi. But when he won that, I I was crying, I was like, Oh my God, he did it! Like he did it. And I don't yeah.
0: believe that
1: this was my reaction.
0: I I think I actually did send my uh favorite teddy bear gift, ladies and gentlemen, to console her. And I did write in uh with stars hands tissue. <laughs> To wipe her eyes because her beloved evil finally won and I, did, <laughs>
1: I yeah. did
0: say something along the lines of congrats I'm happy for you because I know uh, how much you
1: it was it had to be like what four five in the morning or something and I'm, my Jeff was in the, the room with me and I'm like freaking out I was like are you okay <laughs> he gave me a hug because he wished he won and yeah. um I was just really proud of him because that was a long time coming.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I didn't really complain. I actually said, yeah, that, that sounds about the right call. That's, that's the right call. Especially for Ibushi actually not just signing with New Japan, but the matches that he has given New Japan. Yes. From his days as a junior to the present. I do not question New Japan's loyalty to me. So if New Japan ever hears this, thank you very much for making my friend happy. And not only making <laughs> my friend happy, but the world happy because Ibushi is a great talent. So,
1: uh, yeah. I even have this um, bracelet that I had custom made.
0: Oh. Uh, the,
1: uh, <laughs> It was the state fair believe, in Tampa. There was this amazing vendor there who was doing these. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can see it very clearly, but it says, I heart GL. Um,
0: oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you love the golden love is so, so much.
1: And at the Strawberry Festival when I, uh, not long after I, this might have been two years after I started working on my project, I had um, this locket made by this company called Build-A-Locket. Mm-hmm. And it has Charms um related to what's gonna be in there and I have a golden star in there for Ibushi Aww. and Andrew on it for Kenny. Aww. So I always got my voice close to my heart.
0: Oh yes, you do. More ways than one, because she's always playing into the best. <laughs> Especially yep. Ibu. Oh man,
1: definitely.
0: Oh. I think we've touched good enough on your uh, crushes. That was good. That was good. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the writing aspect of the world. Okay. All right. So how long have you been doing the writing bit? I know you actually have touched that you did work for Russell Joy. You did some work with Russell Zone prior to the corona. So what about your uh, project here?
1: Okay, um, because because nothing's copyrighted yet, I'm gonna try to keep it as broad as possible. <laughs> um, it's a love story, set so amidst a backdrop of the Japanese wrestling culture, told, point of, told from the point of view of someone who becomes a wrestling wife over there.
0: Ooh, feel- and
1: it's the story of how her and her husband's family was formed
0: mm. uh, mm. so there's
1: there's going to be a lot of romance we're going to get some great match sequences um for any uh romance readers who may be um watching mm. there's, some, there's some love scenes there's all kinds of great stuff it's it kind of genre hops a little bit but it it's ultimately centered around the theme of passion and the different meanings that passion can take on in a person's life uh, and, and how it affects our choices.
0: Uh, when she was telling me about this in private, I was going crazy because <laughs> I love to read. Not only do I love to read but... Just hearing that we actually got a wrestling romance, I was hooked. I said, Yeah, that sounds like something that she would come up with. That sounds (laughs) fun. That sounds fun. It sounds more fun than a certain other wrestling book that I tried to get into, but I (laughs) couldn't because it didn't make any sense to me. But this one, oh, take my money. The
1: money when it's I actually just finished the um, preliminary rough draft mm-hmm. last night oh. and, and I'm working on the epilogue right now and then we're going to go into the editing process from there and then copywriting so we're we're going to see where everything goes from there I am nervous as hell about it because I've, this is the project that's been so close to my heart for going on four years now. Um, This is, I even have a picture of when I got the idea for it on my phone.
0: Oh man, did not (laughs) you say that uh, in private, you actually got your first uh, real character by way of Ibushi?
1: Yes. Um, while well, we were at the quarterfinals taping, sitting, like, the second row behind the guardrail, and he did it, he came out to the ring, and he was, like, almost directly across from us from, uh, where we were, and I remember looking up at him and I'm like, my god, okay, this guy, somebody with that look would make the perfect in the love story, and the wheels started turning in my head after that. And i'm thinking to myself okay how are we gonna how would something like that be plausible and in the end i thought of a way to make that work and it everything started coming together um probably months after that um when i I was actually at work at, at my day job at disney um I was talking to one of my coworkers who is a a comer there, and she's also a published author, and uh, and also a writing instructor. And I mentioned the idea, and she liked it, and she was like, "If you need somebody to guide you through the process and give you like feedback on on your work, I can do it." And I was like, "Okay," and. She would review each chapter. She's reviewed each chapter as I've handed them in. And it's been consistently great reviews each time. So I feel like this thing could really have legs. But right now, it's just a wait and see kind of situation because I know there's a lot of work that I have to do with the editing process to really fine-tune everything and get it to where it needs to be. Oh, wow, man.
0: And when she was telling me this in private, I was just gushing like a little kid in the schoolyard. <laughs> this was such a great story. And she showed me some of her stuff. And that just solidified my purchase
1: when it comes uh, down. Back, you're
0: frozen. Oh, shit. I'm frozen. Brief <laughs> break, kids. <clears throat> OK. After a brief break, <laughs> now <laughs> I'm back. Now I'm back. So we've gotten through the writing part. We got through pro wrestling. I think we've actually. Wait a minute. Okay. You've already touched upon your marriage to some degrees or another, so I don't really have to go to that part. That part. <laughs> All right. Uh, your weight loss. Let's get into that, kids. Let's get into weight loss. All right, because I remember. When we first started talking, you were a little bit bigger than you are currently. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that journey like?
1: I just started um, really just refocusing on things and trying to stand on top of my health. So I started heading to the gym. And I've kind of lost a little bit of momentum with that right now, lately because of the whole COVID-19 situation. Um, but I'm working on getting back into the gym again. A a lot of it, I think, had more to do with um, the changes to my thyroid medication. I'm
0: sorry,
1: so that that played a role too. But, um, working like getting in the gym, trying things I never tried before in the gym definitely helped. I started hitting the weight rack, and I never did that before. Uh, like last year, uh,
0: yeah, I remember you actually posting pictures of yourself in the gym. (laughs) I said oh, this girl, she's really going in. She actually knows what she's doing. I I respect that. I respect that a lot. So when I actually left Twitter for a while, I kind of was inspired by the likes of you and so many others that were doing the weight loss thing because I, if anybody's actually seen this show or heard my story, I'll be brief. I'm a former diabetic and I had to lose weight and me being on social media at that point in time in October, I had to leave so I could get myself together. And lo and behold, I did. And currently kids, I am standing somewhere between 165 pounds to uh, 175 pounds. God bless me. And I think the likes of you and whoever else was very, very, gym-oriented at that point in time before I left because you inspired me to get my stuff together. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, all right. So you are trying to get back into the, that life once this is truly over, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm surprised that the likes of you and whoever else did the gym bit don't try to actually get your own weights and do it from home. But hey, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Yeah. All right. So we touched upon the weight loss and the general health. And I hope that your general health gets better. I'm sorry about the thyroid medication or whatever that you have to do yeah. for it. I mean that seriously. All right. So we've actually been on uh, social media together on and off now, like exactly two years. Right. What keeps you going with that per se?
1: Um, just, I've always liked getting to know um, people within the wrestling band community. Mm-hmm. And and getting to build my own following as a writer. So it's definitely helped. Um, my, my editorial writing work, has definitely um, benefited from that. (laughs) And it's been a good learning experience getting, uh, um, just getting to make new friends within the the wrestling community. I've made, I've gotten to know some great um, fellow fans from around the world, Um, even uh, in Japan, Australia, even Indonesia. And it's been really cool getting to know everyone that I've, I've, connected with on Twitter over the past couple of years.
0: Oh, man. With me outside of the U.S., uh, I think the biggest traction in that world is the UK. Oh, man. Uh, Got Foul Original, uh, Matt Willis from the Visionaries Network. Uh, Who else? Uh, From the UK. The the former... uh, Trying to remember what these kids actually went by. Wrestle Thoughts, I think they went by. I think they went by Wrestled. They were a part of Brain Busted. There was a trio. I'm trying to remember their names. Oh, 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 Kurt, uh, Jamie, and Callum. I'm trying to remember what they used to go by. I know they go by Ringsider now. I know they go by Ringsider. Uh, who else um, from the UK? Oh, Graham, Graham of MGB podcast. He's out here in America, though. But still, he's a native son of the UK. Oh, man. And I think some of my biggest hits as a podcaster was from the UK. Oh, man. So anybody that's from the UK, thank you very much. I appreciate it very, very much especially uh, for people that are getting ready to come on roaming around soon. Hi, hi. Hi, (laughs) hi. Thank you for actually agreeing to come on. Hi, hi. But anyways, I diverse. I'm happy to be back on social media to some degrees or another, but you and I, we touched upon one very big issue called... uh, me too, or speak out jesus christ i remember that whole entire situation and i said this on air i i don't know how i didn't just say you know what i'm done i'm done because i'm hearing wrestlers that raped women or this that and the third like how people just stay on. God bless them. God bless them. Especially these females who are in the wrestling industry as wrestlers. Like, how didn't they talk up before? Boggles my mind. But then the explosion happened, and then certain people w- who will be not named actually got involved and I'm saying to myself, damn, you should not be tagging certain wrestlers like Wildfire. You shouldn't. As much as you love wrestlers, and some of them should actually have some respect and love for being tagged, but this thing of being all over certain wrestlers almost morning, noon, and night, that needs to end. That needs to end completely. So what do you think about it?
1: It was definitely a shock to see some of the names that were coming up. And I just, I had to take a break for a minute. I, I was away for like a few days. I would check periodically and see what was going on but i i had to step away for a little bit Mm -hmm. just to kind of process Mm -hmm. everything and try to make sense of what was going on Mm -hmm. and trying to reconcile how i felt about everything but um i'm i'm feeling a little bit better about it now um I just really hope that the industry does take the steps that it needs to take to be safer for its performers and for fans as well.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I agree so much. Oh, man. Because this thing caught so much wildfire. I literally said thank God. God I don't have this on my phone like I used to like thank God that social media for me is a home thing only because if I had to put up with it on my phone every single day I wouldn't know what to do with myself I think that's part of why I had to leave back in October because things got too heated way too heated and then not even a month after I come back, things are getting even more crazy. Yeah. And I thank God that I don't have this on. Way too much drama, way too much negativity. Not saying that rustling sweater or social media in general absolutely sucks, because it does bring people together. It has allowed me to even have this show. I've said it time and again, without social media completely, there would be no Black Lions airspace at all. Because I remember the likes of you, the uh, visionaries had, good guy Dave, to some degree or another, the the people that run WrestleJoy were all asking me, oh, why don't you have your own show? Why don't you do your own show? I said, (laughs) me? Have my own show? I don't know about that. Would you listen? And then everybody that I named, including you, has said, yeah, we probably would. And I actually literally had to get off Twitter that night that it was proposed. I literally had to go almost cry in my room because it was such a big deal. And then I follow through on it, and I thank the likes of you and whoever else that gave me that push. So that's why I went back to Twitter eventually, because I missed you all and you did me right. And without y'all, there be no me to this point. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so with the social media bit out the way, let's see.
1: I think you have your own podcast, right? No, but I did have my own blog for a little while called um, Pro Wrestling Girl Talk.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember reading that for the longest while. That was pretty good stuff. <laughs> that was Thanks. really good stuff. I try to remember uh, who your co-writers were, but it to my mind.
1: That was just me doing oh, um girls and girls stuff. Oh, that was just you. That, well, yeah, I was just posting editorials and and stuff. And oh
0: yeah, it was. Uh, a- didn't a- have a, a, a- little Jenny bio and promoting you though. It was Amy and Jen that was actually promoting your stuff the most.
1: It uh, might have been.
0: Yeah, I think they were promoting it the most, and I read it and I said, "This girl knows what she's talking." About. She really does. (laughs) Especially from the standpoint of WWE, I said, yeah, I trust her opinion more than anybody else's right now. Yeah, that sounds like Zachary Shiloh, what he would say. But uh, on a more positive tip, okay. I agree. I agree. Okay. So looking at the format, we did the rating, did the marriage, did the pro wrestling, did the blogging, weight loss, the social media. Okay, outside of wrestling and writing life, hon, what do you like to do for fun?
1: Um, Well, my main professional background is cosmetology. I do have my license here in Florida. Mm. Um, I mainly with um, when I am working at Disney. I'm there a lot, so I don't get a whole lot of free time because when I'm not working, I'm I'm writing. Um, uh-huh. but, um, I love makeup. That's been my thing for a long time. I'm actually better at that than I am at hair. I will, I will cop to that. Um, and it's, um, a field that I got into about nine years ago now. Oh my God. Wow. Nine, nine, nine years. Wow, I, you make
0: a living off of that? God bless. That is awesome. That is awesome.
1: It, by sheer luck, because I <laughs> I, um, I started school in 2011 for Cosmosology. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I started in May 2011. And then I um, was brought in as a Cosmosology Associate for Disney in November 2012. And I've been with them ever since. I'm coming up on eight years with them now. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a comber. I just, I help. Um, I'm essentially a, an assistant to the room coordinator. <laughs> and the reason why I don't comb is because a lot of it has to do with when, with the role I started in and when. I was still in the process of getting my license when I started there. And the role that I'm in doesn't require the license. Uh, but when I did get it, I tried out and never made the cut. So I kind of lost my zeal for that. Even though like outside I'll still do, um, like little beauty makeups and stuff like that. Like, um, if you see any of my pictures from the shows that I've gone to, I, I do like my own little themed looks. Like I have my little Mm -hmm. even cheerleader look. And when I do get to Japan, I'm actually going to be doing a Nido themed one. Mm -hmm. Ooh. So I've, I've got my hat, my LiJ hat at the ready I gotta replace my t-shirt but that's gonna be done soon <laughs> uh, but um oh, the biggest thing that I, I love outside of wrestling is makeup
0: yeah I've seen some of your stuff and you do a pretty good job yeah more than uh, any other females that I probably cannot name i I will keep my mouth shut respect but you actually do your makeup for you okay with that said before we actually do wrap up this bad boy are you trying to like actually attend Wrestle Kingdom
1: I'm thinking about it we the original plan that we have in place right now is to try to get out there for the G1 finals we just waiting to see what happens as far as them releasing tickets for overseas fans mm-hmm. and what the schedule is ultimately going to be like
0: oh. but if,
1: if we have to miss that um, Jeff and I have been talking about going to Wrestle Kingdom well, we'll see.
0: oh man that is great news oh man It's open it is open Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. The wrestling future for you is like your uh, beloved Koto Ibushi right now. It's golden.
1: Oh, my God. If he wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship while I'm there, then will be serious. I'm just saying I'm wanting everyone to win
0: Oh, man. This is almost like a uh, little bit of a rib that I actually do with some of my female friends, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know me, I actually do talk to females on uh, social media and I actually do bust their chops about their uh, crushes. And when we get to a maximum point, sometimes I actually do say these words, get the pail. <laughs> get the pail because these chicks actually do melt. And I do actually Scoop them up and I say, (laughs) and I pretend like I'm actually talking to a man of pale. And I say, We're gonna get you fixed, hon. Don't worry, (laughs) we know how you're doing right now. You actually are it all gush. We're gonna put you inside a machine and put you back in human form.
1: And one thing that I that will be happening when we leave is, um, there's an interesting story behind this, too. for Christmas, Jeff got me the um, Ibushi Manakuma bear.
0: Uh
1: oh. I've got him in my my living room right now. Um, he um, he got me that for Christmas, and I because I was telling him when we get on the plane to go to Tokyo, the bear's coming with us. And he's like, "Okay." He was like, "I gotta." I told him like, "I gotta have the bear." So. We're <laughs> do duly for tokyo i'm gonna be in my my little golden lovers t-shirt with my bear my little backpack get on that plane <laughs> God, that's,
0: that is you to the t uh, and when i see those pictures i'm just gonna be like yeah that's right.
1: i'm 34 years old and i'm still the same little kid that i was when it came to wrestling
0: did you just say you're 44?
1: 34.
0: 34. I was about to say, if you said 44, I would have said, God, <laughs> you look great for that age.
1: I like, I've been a fan most of my life. And there's still a lot of that that stays with me now. And I hear that a lot from my parents. Um, the biggest thing that I noticed about myself is I'm pretty much a lifer as a wrestling fan. mm that's always going to be there yeah. and I always have to have fun with it
0: hmm. well with me it's kind of like sketchy because of uh, things that have happened that I have touched on that I possibly have not touched on but at the end of the day it's part of my being Some of my biggest hits have been in this industry. And for me to actually completely give up on wrestling overall would be like a slap to almost every single person that has actually come my way to some degrees or another. But I respect it. I respect that genre, and I always will, even if
1: one thing I always say about myself is that um, it's actually a thing that I have on my my and girl Talk blog in the little bio entry. I always say, I am the happy wrestling fangirl.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, that's the truth. And I think I read that and I said, yes, that's her to the T. Yes, yes, yes. I cannot deny that for a second. Because <laughs> if I did, that's absolutely wrong to who she is. That is absolutely wrong to who she is, if I try to deny that. And I'm smiling if you cannot see me on cam, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. That's, that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. All right. So there's only two things left. What can I do for you going forward into the future, madam?
1: Just um, for everyone to follow me in, on Twitter and um, come along for the ride with me because we, we got some great stuff coming, especially with my debut novel. So I'm going to keep plugging ahead with that and make sure we get this that boy off and running.
0: Ooh, so. and you can count on my help with that book. Hey, <laughs> <Exactly>. Zach. <laughs> When it gets coming closer, and I'm rubbing my hands right now, kids, if you cannot see me on camera, I'm rubbing my hands right now because I'm going crazy about that story. It sounds like something that I would read from start to finish completely. And you can expect me to actually write that like there's no tomorrow. Like I will be (laughs) writing my own books that I'm trying to work on. Now is about me kicking myself in the rear to actually keep on writing because sometimes I will get into wildfire with what I'm working on, but then there'll be points where I don't work on it for a while. And my writing spirit keeps on nagging me, keeps on chopping at me to actually get back on it. And I will, I will. All right. Well, with that said, Thank you very, very much for coming on. And this was well worth the two month wait. I (laughs) love it. Absolutely. This was absolutely fun. I gotta have you back on here (laughs) eventually because this
1: Anytime. I I've had a blast today. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh man. All right. So before we I do the outro. Please plug away whatever you would like to plug.
1: Okay. Uh, just feel free to follow me on Twitter at uh, uh, Jazz <laughs> hmm. and, and just be, be ready for some great stuff we got coming. And I'll catch you guys later.
0: All right. With that said, ladies and gentlemen. I am Zachary Shiloh, if you are listening to me for the very first time, or you actually have stayed a fan of this show. Thank you so much for doing so. You guys actually rock. You actually keep me going. I am BlackLion130 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter respectively. You can find this show, Black Lions Airspace, by way of places such as Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Brickroad, so many others. Please do not stop listening to this crazy voice because I do love every single one of you. And you are absolutely fun. And I do bring on lovely guests such as Jazz for your entertainment <laughs> as well. But also at the end of the day, I have a YouTube channel and I'm looking to try to grow my little audience beyond 18 subscribers. With that said, and I started saying this, I believe, back when I had mags on. There is one goal, one aim, one road, one focus to quote one Triple H Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I've, that's been my phrase for this outro. With Very me, cool. I'm not looking to be a WWF champion. My main road is called love, ladies and gentlemen. That's how this was born. That's how it's going to remain. Without y'all, there's no me. I appreciate every single person that has ever given me a listen, that's pushed me to do. I love you so much that I'm even willing to cry on air sometimes. <laughs> I have done so. I will do so, I'm sure. Again, thank you very much, Jaslow Land. Anytime. Continue. And we will have you back on whenever we can do so. Okay. Please, ladies and gentlemen. Give her a follow. She's awesome. She's one of the best people in the general Twitter-verse, not just in the wrestling world. I'm talking general. Please follow, and please don't stop with me. With that said, take care of yourselves, especially in this nasty hodgepodge time that we're going through called the corona epidemic. Which is kind of slowing down a smidge. But
1: not
0: not completely. We still are here. We'll both be around for support. Please take care of yourselves, your friends and family. And I think to quote a dear friend of mine, to stay alive, man, please be a mask man. We're out of here. Bye.